welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside when you find yours and light it up. Not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you'll light up the world around you, allowing others to feel amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to all those people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of insight and lots of positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and the younger heart. Uh, we're in a series at the moment to do with Ignition and the Ignition program. So you would have listened to uh, the episode about what is Ignition? What the heck is Ignition? Explaining to you what that means, where that came from, why I created this whole program of working with families of young people, working with business people, working with people to help them to understand what goes on inside them, who they really are, and help them to be the best possible version of you you can be. We talked about flow and how flow is the most amazing state to be in. When you're in flow, you cannot be stressed, you cannot be depressed, and you cannot be anxious. What an amazing breakthrough that's got to be from the whole mental health and wellness point of view. Today, we're moving on to the fuels. I'd love to introduce you to the four main energies or four main fuels that will allow you, when you know which one is most you, will allow you to know how to get into that state of flow more easily. So according to Einstein, we are all geniuses, right? Everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life feeling stupid. I love that quote. Don't you think that is such a great quote? quote, it is so true. We're all geniuses, but we all have our own different, unique ways of expressing that genius. A gentleman named Buckminster Fuller said, everyone is born a genius, but the process of life, the process of living degeniuses them. Easy for you to say, degeniuses them. It degeniuses us by telling us to work harder at our weaknesses. Uh, makes us wrong for our strengths by telling us we have to be all rounders. Like, you know, okay, you've got those strengths, but work on your weaknesses. Why can't you be more like me? Why can't you be more like him or her or them? You should study this and become that because it's a far better career pathway, in their opinion, of course. (laughs) But when that thing is not my natural gift and talent and it's outside of my natural genius, then we see the impact of that in every business that has staff who are stressed, depressed, unhappy and wondering how on earth they ended up so miserable in their job. We see it in the classrooms with our kids, stressed, depressed, anxious, not enjoying those lessons or those sessions, either because of the subject matter or because of how it's been taught. Sometimes it's just not our natural style. You get de-geniused, have your dreams stolen or get trained uh, trained not to even dream anymore. Don't be such a daydreamer. Get real. You can't have everything you know. How familiar are those words? So I'm going to share a little story with you. It's called The Animal School. And I think this is a great example of um, expecting to be all round and how that never really going to work properly for us at all, is it? So here's the story, the animal school. 
Once upon a time, the animals decided that they must organise themselves to meet the problems of the new world, so they organised a new school. They adopted an activity-based curriculum consisting of the essentials in life, namely running, climbing, swimming and flying. And to make it easier to administer the curriculum, all of the animals took all of the subjects. The duck, the duck was an excellent swimmer, in fact, better than his instructor, but he was only average at flying and was very poor at running. Since he was so slow in running, he had to stay after school and also drop swimming in order to practice running. This was kept up till his web feet were badly worn and he was only average at swimming. The rabbit started top of the class in running, but had a nervous breakdown brought on by the pressure of learning to fly. The squirrel was an excellent climber. She tried to teach the others, but overexerted herself and ended up with a C in climbing and a D in running and failing flying altogether and swimming altogether. The eagle, well, the eagle was just a problem pupil and was severely disciplined. In the climbing class, she beat all the others to the top of the tree, but insisted on using her own way of getting there. The teacher was annoyed that she failed to follow the climbing instructions and her wings were clipped as punishment. Now she couldn't fly at all and was learning to run instead. At the end of the year, an abnormal eel that could swim exceedingly well and could also run and fly a little had the highest average and was hailed top of the class. He died soon after as a result of an unfortunate climbing accident. The dogs, while they stayed out of school altogether and fought the authorities because they wouldn't add digging and retrieving to the curriculum. So... I believe we all have a bright spot that lies deep inside us. You've heard me say this at the start of every podcast. When you find yours and ignite it, you will light up the world around you. What a brilliant gift to give to yourself and everyone else around you. You light up your world, you light up their world, and you light up the path to be able to give you vision and direction for the future. So. Ignition is based on a compass because it is about vision and direction. And we have four main points of the compass, north, south, east and west. And so the main energies or fuels that we'll talk about are named after those points on the compass. Nova, exuberant, sensational and wise, north, east, south and west. Now, it makes me smile because we think, aren't we so clever? 21st century doing all this personal development stuff and personality profiling. Do you know what? The ancient Chinese were doing it 4,000 years ago and probably much better than us. And it's interesting that we go back to some of that ancient Chinese wisdom and technology to find our way forward in this modern world. Now, the ancient Chinese didn't have ignition, they had the I Ching. And it was the way that they were able to find out who they were, really were, align with their natural gift strengths and talents in order to find their flow. And the ancient Chinese said, we have a fundamental basic right to live our lives in that flow, in the path of least resistance. And so following the metaphor of the journey with ignition, when you turn the key in your ignition, it creates a bright spark. But it isn't the spark that takes you on your journey in your vehicle, is it? It's the spark that lights the fuel in your vehicle that takes you on that journey, hopefully easily and effortlessly. But you've got to have the right fuel in your vehicle because if you put petrol in your diesel car, <laughs> that's a really bad thing to do. What happens? 
stop and start, cough and slot it, it damages the vehicle and then you have a breakdown. We have way too many people, not just even young people, but people having a breakdown right now because they don't know who they are and therefore are out of flow. So when you find the right one that is your fuel, it will give you that energy to take your journey easily and effortlessly. So if you've got a pen and paper, um, grab it now. If not, then make some notes on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever it is that you are listening into this podcast today with, or even just make a mental note as I describe each of the fuels. Think about, is that me? Is that like me? Now, I've never yet come across anybody who's a 100% one fuel only. We usually are a blend. That's what gives us our unique fingerprint in life, if you like. So, it is meant to show for you or identify you, which is most like you because that's where you'll mostly find your flow. So put a tick next to everything or make a mental check of everything that is like you as I describe it. And then I'll be checking in to say, was that like you or who do you know around you that's like that? And let's find which your main fuel is and therefore start to piece together what your natural gifts, strengths and challenges in this world and that it's more than okay to be you. So let's start with Nova Fuel at the top of the compass there in the north. People with a lot of Nova Fuel that are all about new life, new birth, new energy. It's like if it was a season, it would be spring when everything comes to life again. And so Nova Fuel is really energised by all things new. People with a lot of Nova Fuel in their tanks are very creative, innovative, intuitive. They just have have an idea and they just know it's the right thing to do. People with a lot of Nova Fuel get that buzz and they feel alive when they are creating, inventing, innovating, using their imagination. That really is their bright spark, their gift to the world. That's where they are great and they show up best at school or in a team or in a project and then into the world of work and to be trusted to come up with new ideas and be creative around solutions, problem solving. People with a lot of Nova Fuel love to go and just come up with lots of ideas. Now, those ideas may be to invent things. They might be actual physical creations. It might be just ideas. It may be musical poetry or writing or maybe project ideas or just fun stuff, great imaginations to go and do some fun stuff with the people around them. People are on overfuel. Well, they can tell you what they've done, but they're not really good at telling you what they're going to do because they're not that good at planning. Well, they can plan, but they just don't stick to it. They would rather just be spontaneous, wing it, get stuck in, see what happens. So they will come up with lots of ideas. They're very inspiring. And so they'll come up with lots of ideas. They'll inspire you to come on board. They'll run off a million miles an hour, turn around, look back. They're like, what do you mean? You haven't started yet. I've nearly finished. Oh, forget it. I could do it faster and better myself. (laughs) So (laughs) they are impatient, impetuous, spontaneous. They hold themselves to a high standard and get disappointed when they don't meet their standards and definitely when other people don't keep up with them. They leave a bit of a wake of chaos behind them sometimes in that going on to the next new thing, the next new thing. So great at starting things, not so great at finishing things, either because they've had loads of new ideas and got distracted and forgotten to finish the, the first ones, 
or the novelty wore off. It's not new, doesn't feel new anymore. And it's like, we're bored now, on to the next. So they are great at multitasking because they'll start lots of things, but they have a very scattered focus sometimes as well. Easily distracted by all things new. So not great at delegating either uh, or asking for help because, well, I could just get on with it and do it myself. They're the big picture thinkers, visionary, great imaginations, head in the cloud, daydreamers. They give them the Google Earth view. They love to see the big picture. If you give them too much detail, they'll just glaze over and go into trance. So does that sound like you? Are you a Nova innovator, creator, ideas person, love all things new? Who is it around you? Is there anybody around you like that? Sometimes we're made wrong for the things that are our greatest gifts. Allow people with Nova Fuel to come up with ideas, get something off the ground, hand it over to somebody else and go and create something new again. Where would we be in the world without that innovation and creation? If that didn't sound like you, well, maybe that wasn't you. Maybe you're over on the east of the compass in exuberant fuel. Even that word gives a little clue, doesn't it? Exuberant fuel on the right-hand side are the people people. They're warm, they're friendly, they're passionate, they can be a little bit fiery. They are the people people and they are extroverts. And I'll explain a little bit more about what I mean about that as we go. So people love exuberant fuel that are energised by being around people. They love to be around people, lots of people, as many people as possible all day long, all evening long if they can be. They love to talk, love to listen. Some love to talk more than they love to listen. Some love to listen more than they love to talk. Somewhere there's a balance in between. They find talking easy. They're the young people who are the chit-chatters and probably the ones that get uh, told off for talking in class. And they love to get involved in discussions and debates. They love to be the presenters, the promoters, the spokespeople, the messengers. They're the ones that like to ask questions. And if you can't ask questions um, or they don't know when they can ask questions, then they're going to be side chatting to each other, which is exactly when they get told off for talking in class. (laughs) They are the social butterflies. They just naturally hold a conversation. They can talk to anybody about anything. They can talk about anything and nothing really, really easily. So people with a lot of exuberant fuel, they're not so much inspiring, but they are motivating. They're motivational. They see the potential in people, right? They love to be in a team. They'll lead a team, follow a team as long as they're in a team. They usually have to be the best team and they'll want the best people on their team. So they'll see the potential in people. They'll support them. They'll cheer them on. They will celebrate with them and motivate them to be the best they can be. But the thing is, if they've done all that and you're still not best for the team, then sorry, you're out my team. They will create a lot of loyalty to a team and from a team and they will want to be the best they can for that team. Now, they're not soft, woolly, fluffy, go make a cup of tea, squash and biscuits every time. They say, if you're not right for the team, then sorry, you'll be replaced. People with a lot of exuberant fuel is in bringing people together. Moving forward into a business place when they get a bit older, they love, they are the best managers of people. And the best messengers 
taking the messages through meetings and marketing and presenting. They're extroverts, right? What do I mean by that? I mean they go externally to make their decisions, to get their validation and to get their energy. So in order to make a decision, people a lot of exuberant fuel will go and ask other people's opinions. What do you think? Okay, yeah, got it. What do you think? Got it. What do you think? Got it. And then they'll make their own mind up. Sometimes they're in danger of asking too many people's opinions and then they just get confused. (laughs) The worst place that you can put somebody with a lot of exuberant fuel is all by themselves in a room in silence with a spreadsheet and data and ask them to do that repetitive task. They love variety. They need to hear how they're doing. They're looking for that external validation. Doing a great job, by the way. And they're extroverts in terms of where they get their energy. So if they're feeling a bit tired, run down, a bit blah, then they'll want to go and recharge by going with the people. They are the party people. They'll be with people all day and still want to go and be with people in the evening and late into the night if they can. It's about the quantity of the relationships for our people with exuberant fuel. So let me pause there for a moment. How many ticks did you get in those boxes? Is that you? Are you exuberant? Who do you know that's like that? And if that wasn't you, well, we just need to explore a little bit further around the compass, don't we? Maybe you are at the south of the compass in sensational fuel, very grounded, down to earth, sensational fuel, sensational of course, but because they use their senses to navigate the world. So it is very much about sensing uh, a particularly, sight, sound, touch, say, smell, but particularly feeling, gut instinct, feeling their way, noticing the detail about how people are feeling So these people are people, people for a completely different reason. This is not about quantity of relationships. This is about quality of relationships. They are the natural, feeling, thoughtful, caring, nurturing people. They want people to feel valued, taken care of. They will go out of their way to make sure people are valued and taken care of. They will martyr themselves to put people first and sometimes can resent that a little bit as well. They are great at being in service, whatever service that might be, in service of others, taking care of people. So that could be in later in life caring professions or hospitality or retail, customer service. Uh, They're great at being in the right place at the right time. And knowing the right time is a really great gift for those people with sensational fuel. They just have an instinct or a feel for it. So with all that sensational fuel, taking care of people, being thoughtful, nurturing, caring, depth of relationship, they're in it for the long term. They want relationships that will last. And as well as being very sensory based, they can be very sensitive So a throwaway comment that the rest of us have forgotten about in five seconds time. Somebody with a lot of sensational fuel has taken it into heart. They've internalized it and they're starting to churn it round. (laughs) You know what that feels like, don't you? And it's doing that over and over. It's doing the churn. Often they'll mind read to the negative and then they'll start to torture themselves. 
Oh, I hope he didn't say something wrong. I hope he didn't upset somebody. I hope they didn't misunderstand me. Oh, what if they're not my friend? Won't want to be my friend anymore. Taking it to heart. They'll be thinking about it five minutes later or five hours later, five days later, five weeks later, five months later, five years later. <laughs> Let go. Let go. They'll often say yes. They really wanted to say no, but they don't say no because they don't want to upset somebody or hurt their feelings. And then they take on too much things that they don't want to do. And then they feel bad about it, but too late they've committed. People with a lot of sensational fuel have a huge sense of fairness, justice, equality is really important for them. And if it's not fair, get out the way because they're coming for you. They will fight for justice and fairness, right? You'll hear it, you pick it up in the language patterns, you listen to the kids, but that's not fair. Familiar sounds, hey, that's not fair. And they will fight for fairness. Grounded down to earth. They're not head in the clouds. They're like, give me the evidence, show me the proof, scenes believing. And so they will be honest and direct with people as long as they've had a time to think about how they're going to have that conversation, but they will keep their head in a crisis. So when all heck breaks loose, these are the people keep their feet on the ground and know exactly what to do and to be able to give directions what to do. Now, they're good at timing and planning, especially timing and planning activities uh, for people to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right resources. They'll be in the midst of all that doing. Is that you? Are you that kind of people person rather than the quantity? It's much more about quality or maybe a little bit oversensitive. They do tend to be the most natural worriers because they're always worrying about other people or what other people think. Is that you? Who's that? Who do you know around you that's like that, that maybe that's just explained a little bit about why they show up like they do? If I didn't get to you yet, then, well, we've got one more to go, aren't we? <laughs> Maybe you're over on the west of the compass, compass over in what we call wise fuel. People of wise fuel are not the people people, and that is absolutely more than okay. They are the data, detail, facts, figures, systems people, and we need those people, right? They are not the head in the cloud daydreamers. They are, they're like, show me the evidence, show me the proof, give me the facts, the figures, the detail, the data. Let me understand it, the logical people. So people with a lot of wise fuel, it really is being able to, they bring a sense of control and like to feel in control. They like to be able to measure things, like to be able to put it into a process procedure, have the right system to follow because it gives that certainty that everybody's doing the same thing, that we don't go off track. And so they're really good at looking at the meticulous detail of things. They make great accountants, bookkeepers, computer programmers, forensic scientists, analysts, uh, financial analysts. Anything that is in the detail of the data, what brilliant gifts to bring. Where would we be? We wouldn't be listening to us all on this technology without those wonderful, wise people paying attention to the detail. 
People with a lot of wise fuel then like a lot of structure, so they're great at being able to put structure in place and to be able to um, have a bring in routine, a set agenda, a purpose to a project, uh, be able to plan out step by step by step by step. Uh, and knowing that we can tick all the boxes, we tick the boxes, dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure that everything is taken care of before we move on. Gosh, not like these spontaneous head in the clouds people that run a million miles an hour, like not even paying attention to the detail. But they're not the people people, right? I'm going to say that again. They're not the people people. And that is absolutely okay. They're the introverts, when they need to make a decision, they'll go and do their research. They love to go and get all the facts and the figures and the detail and the data. They love to go and find out everything possible about it. And so I'll go and get all my facts, my figures and my details and data, and then I'll make my own mind up. Thanks very much. I don't need to go and ask people's opinions. If they're tired, run down, want to recharge their energy. Oh my gosh. The last thing they want to do is go and be around all those people, especially especially in a room full of people that they don't even know. Chit chat, small talk. Oh my gosh, what the heck is that? That is painful to somebody who is introvert. Like these people that can talk about nothing and anything and it makes no sense. It's just like, get to the point. What's the point? (laughs) Okay, got the point. Thank you very much. Bye. It's exhausting, takes energy from them to be around people like that. When they're tired, run down, let me go be by myself. Put my head in a book, go for a walk, play music, play on a game, whatever it is, let me have my space to recharge my energy when I'm ready. Okay, I can come out again now, thank you. So do they have social anxiety disorder? No. Are they anxious in social situations? Yes. It is nothing wrong with them. It is just not who they are. So let's stop making people wrong for being introvert. They bring the most amazing gifts to the world. Was that you? Is that you? I think the wise people with a lot of wise fuel, that's probably one of the hardest places to be because they're often misjudged and... uh, It makes me smile that we kind of in this world put a big emphasis on being sociable and chatty and extrovert when half of the world is not. Where did that pressure come from? Is it just because the people with all that extrovertness and exuberant fuel uh, talk the loudest and so their message gets heard uh, and the quieter uh, introverts uh, are kind of not heard and are expected to be like something they're not. I don't know. Uh, A great book to read if you are introvert or you want to understand people on that wise side of the compass uh, is a book called Quiet or Quiet Power, two books by a lady named Susan Kane. Being an introvert in a world that won't stop talking, brilliant, brilliant books, highly recommend them. So which was your main fuel then? Were you mostly Nova, exuberant, sensational, wise? Maybe you had two that were kind of equal. Sometimes that happens too. Great to know which one or two of those fuels was highest for you. What's most like you? Because that's where you'll find your flow. As I said, we often get made wrong for the very gifts that are actually who we really are. So which parts of the fuels... um, 
do you think we're not like you? Or did you recognise, yeah, I'm definitely not that? That's great to know. Great to know. Don't get a, go and get a job that mostly needs you to be in a fuel that you're not. That will be painful. <laughs> what is challenging for you about having so much of one or two particular fuels? Because sometimes our greatest gifts can also bring our challenges as well. And that's where we learn and grow and get to appreciate who we really are. Because once you know who you are, you become unshakable and unbreakable. You don't have to make excuses anymore. Now, doing things that are not you, it's not an excuse for poor behaviour, but it is a great recognition of, of course, that's not me. Because it's not me. There's nothing wrong with me. And I'm not the same as you because we are completely different. And maybe our gifts complement each other. Now we can collaborate instead of conflicting. So great to think about Who do you know in your family, amongst your friends or people or at school or in class or at home or in clubs or in the workplace? Did you identify people that were showing up in those different fuels? Name as many as you can for each fuel. I will leave you to think about that over the coming days. Start to notice, gosh, yeah, that really is like me. And it's okay to be me. When you're comfortable in your own skin, not only are you unshakable, you become unbreakable. What fuels you, what gives you energy and lights you up? Go do more of that. So you've been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Spark to Your Success podcast, fueling your way into your week. Come join us next time. And until then, go shine brightly. Bye for now. Bye.